When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good afternoon and welcome to the fourth of our World Cup 2022 podcast, now completely inappropriately named Never Write Off the Germans. My name is Ashley Blaker and I'm the Lady Susan Hussey of podcasts. I'm just going to keep asking my guests inappropriate questions until I get fired. And what guests we have today. First of all, an author, director, tennis reporter, co-host of the Chels podcast, Chelsea fan Kerry Levy. Hello. Hello. Secondly, Good afternoon, evening, Good afternoon, whatever it is. Evening, whenever you're listening to this. Secondly, <laughs> the presenter and comedy writer who many of you will know from this talk sport show with Andy Jacobs, it's Tottenham supporter Paul Hawksby. Hello, Paul. Hi, Ashley. Hello. And finally, it's this week it's Winner Stays On, because I'm joined by last week's triumphant guest, comedian, writer, Southampton fan, Steve Hall. Greeting, Steve. Hello. I am, I'm proudly wearing, I literally arrived, a recent eBay purchase, a Southampton rank Xerox top from 1982. Oh, that is beautiful. <laughs> I see that and I see, uh, well, I was going to say I see Danny Wallace, but um, I, I with, with no offence to your uh, uh, hair loss, I also see a touch of David, the late David Armstrong. Yes, <laughs> he has, David Armstrong has the greatest beginning to an autobiography I'm, I'm going to misquote it, but it was something like the day, the day I picked up my first England cap later that evening, I was wiping sheepdog diarrhea off my carpet. <laughs> That's, That's a, fantastic. That is pretty good. That is a oh, pretty really? Yeah. Um, well, if you've not heard the show before, there'll be uh, six clips, two each, with a halftime break in between. Hopefully we're going to get through most of the big stories along the way. The last podcast was uh, a week ago. Quite a lot has happened in the last uh, seven days. Kerry, first, what is going on in this clip here? I was really happy for him, to be fair. I know he gets a little bit of stick um, for playing, and honestly, I can't understand it for the life of me. He's played so well in these last two games, and it's a pleasure playing with him. 
So, uh, Kerry, do, do you know, who, firstly, who, who that was talking and which of his teammates he was talking about? I think it's Jude Bellingham talking about um, uh, Jordan. So, you know, it's uh, it's Jordan Henderson. Uh, interesting, because uh, what you've got is a 19-year-old kid who steps up to the mic, having just bossed the game, and going, I'm not having them saying any rude things about possibly my future teammate, but also uh, an elder statesman of this team who's come in and done a fantastic job. I thought it was magnificent. And I, I think it shows the cut of this guy's jib to me, if I'm right. Uh, you are right. Um, who was magnificent? Well, they were both magnificent, weren't they? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I meant that, you know, he he was absolutely right. Sticking up for Jordan Henderson he, because he was he's playing well and he's been getting a lot of stick, apparently. Um, which I, I don't get any of He's this. one of those players who I think always gets stick, doesn't he? I think he's he, he gets it off. To be honest with you, he gets it off Liverpool fans as well. Uh, not for me, I should say. But um, he, 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 no, he's a great player. I mean, Paul, Paul did we, were you, uh, you a fan of Henderson? Yeah, I mean, he was important last night, I think. The last couple of games, they feel that he's important for his shouting. I mean, it's great to have players just out. I mean, I mean he's out there for more than that, but... It sounds like his shouting is quite key to him getting selected, being the the manager on the pitch. They've been shouting and pointing. I mean, it's yeah. <laughs> you know, the lost arts, aren't they? Really, they are. And, I see and very from... good at shouting at very close quarters after that first goal last night. Yeah, really shouting when you were two inches from the other person's face. That <laughs> was quite homoerotic. That, yeah. that, that yeah. really. I, it was, it was Alan a... Bates, wasn't it? It was. I expected <laughs> wrestling to happen. But it, was, it felt brave in in Qatar. It felt like they were tempting yeah. the authorities to to do something. No, I mean, plan beforehand. Yeah, no. But you see, I assume you're right, Paul. He must be there for more than pointing and shouting because I feel I could do that. <laughs> even at my age, even at 47, I feel that I could do quite a good job of pointing and shouting. But thereafter, I would be shit, clearly. Yeah. He's, as I say, he's got more than that in his locker, but that doesn't hurt, does it? It doesn't hurt having the pointing and shouting as, as a backup. Are we dreaming now? I mean, it, it does feel like that this actually is, a, and I've been a critic of Southgate, but this does actually look like a really good team. Yeah, I, it's... I, I still, I don't know, the centre-backs are my own, the, the centre-backs are my only worry. Like I, it's difficult to not get. I feel like a, I feel like the Grinch. Even you, you know, you're meant to just go with it, but against a real against Mbappe, I don't know how it's going to turn out. I, you know, I, I mean, there's, it's the one thing where I find myself wondering if if Dyer was starting or or if Tamori had had been in the squad in the first place. They just look a bit nervy. They, they, you know, that first half hour, there was a, you know, Pick, Pickford made a very good stop. He did, and I just, I just wonder when, how that's going to be when, when we're up against some, a, a properly world class team. Well, uh, that's going to hold together. Have a listen to this clip, Paul, um, and uh, let me know who you think Gary Lineker is talking about here. He knows how good he is. Mm. He knows. He knows, and he it's knows. and that it just exudes confidence, doesn't he? <laughs> he is, and he's that. So believe well, that... it or not, he's not talking about me. Um, <laughs> who is it who knows just how good they are? I think it is probably Kylian Mbappe, isn't it? I would it, imagine. It is Mbappe. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, 
Is he, is he the best player in the world now? Do you think? Well, I, I, one of the great things, he really does seem to be enjoying himself. He's not sort of weighed down by the weight of this, considering that he's kind of carrying the nation to an extent. Uh, and he does seem to be really loving his football. And they said, join. I hope he doesn't feel like that, obviously, on Saturday. Um, and uh, trying to stop him is going to be hard because Walker last night with Ishmael Asar was in a bit of a foot race and probably should have got booked for it. And you, he's, you know, he's missed a lot of football. I don't think he's quite as sharp as he normally is. And he's our answer to Kylian Mbappe. We don't have Keown anymore. We haven't got anybody who can put a reducer on him, as Martin yeah. likes to say. So if we, we haven't got anybody like that. So how do you stop him? Um, so that, Walker ahead of Trippier, you think? Sorry? Walker ahead of Trippier, you think? Yeah, I think so. They're just just because of the pace. Just because if he just... I mean, we saw him last night when he put the afterburners on. Jim yeah. White in the Telegraph was right. He was running at 22 mile an hour, which in on most London streets would get him a ticket, basically, <laughs> wouldn't it? If he's driving <laughs> through, driving down the Holloway Road or he's driving through Camden Town. It's, oh, sorry, it's a bit London-centric. But he will be getting a ticket for going... And he just pushed the ball beyond the fullback and just... Yeah just burnt him off. It was, it's going to be tough. He, he is incredible. And it was incredible as well, is that to think that they got Giroud instead of Benzema as well. I mean, it could be, uh, yeah, you know, it, it could, it could have been even harder. Don't you, don't you think that though, that the whole question is really about stopping the supply to Mbappe rather than stopping Mbappe. As we can see, he's one of those, that first goal uh, in the game last night was, it was one of those things that the top, top, superb, real generational talent players do, where time stands still and everything seems to stop. He just pulls it to one side, then places it, and that's it. And mm. then time starts again. And I, I think if we can support, sort out the supply line and sort out, I think Giroud is good for us to have against us because at least Stones and Maguire will be used to dealing with somebody like that. It gives them a fight. Then we've got to pick off the ball when it comes the second ball, I think. Mm. They're not that strong defensively, though, are they? I mean, I think they, uh, they've they had, you know, injuries there as well. And they've had, uh, I mean, I think it'll probably be a nil-nil on penalties now, I've said this. But I think that both teams just look to me like they'll score. They, they look much better going forward than they do at the back. So maybe a high-scoring draw. Yeah. yeah, it's it's who can score the most. It could be one of those Titanic Kevin Keegan Newcastle era. Yeah. I'm kind of imagining, uh, but maybe maybe it'll be nil nil. Now I said that uh, we will a see. high scoring nil nil, a high scoring yeah. an exciting nil nil. Hmm. Um, okay, well, Steve, here's a, a, a moving on to a different subject. Time for your clip. Have a listen to this. I I, I think every. Television show, every pundit, every person that does your job is waiting for the picture. Why, and nearly an hour later, are they not producing one? So, well, firstly, you know who that is. He's a. It's uh, Graham Sanders, former manager of your team. Um, and he's getting <laughs> excited about something. Um, I presume, is he? Is, is it waiting for the photograph of the ball over the line it for is. the Japan goal? It is indeed. Very good. Yes. It is. We waited well over an hour to see to see that photo. It was still pretty inconclusive. I mean, it was mm. shot. It's, if it's shot from space, it it might overhang slightly. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, did you know? It's last week that, on social media. The world went absolutely mad 
uh, everybody went out straight after that game. They went out to their garage or whatever, or yeah. their shed, and they got some masking tape and yeah. they laid it on their kitchen floor. They brought a football in and they took about five or six pictures of that ball from different angles. Yes. And then they said, see, <laughs> that's what it, was amazing. It, it felt like it was a combination of sort of what color is the dress? Yeah. Meets an Oliver Stone film. <laughs> yeah, the grassy knoll. It, it, it did feel a bit like everybody collectively went bonkers. Everybody thought, I'm going to be the first person to do this. And then when they actually went on to Twitter, they saw thousands of other people. Had, yeah. I mean, do you know, it's been the partner, one of those people saying, what are you doing? It's 10 o'clock at night. Why are you putting masking tape on our kitchen floor? Why have you brought a football <laughs> in from the garden? Why are you taking eight pictures of it? Well, what's wrong with you? I mean, it's it's it was a collective madness. I mean, do you feel? I mean, obviously, we all laugh at, at the Germans for going out, but do, you, you'd be upset if that was your team, wouldn't you? I mean, we God, how upset would we be if that was England? Yeah, well, I mean, we've been, you know, we had that, didn't we, with the, the Frank Lampard moment? But they have the technology now, so they have no exactly. excuses, really. That exactly, that, that's it. Just exactly, that was a, a different era. You've just missed it. But I mm. mean, that that's so strange. I mean, it's a bit like those, you know, the corner. Like this seems to be a new thing. Actually, I don't remember this growing up in the in the old days when I was watching. You know, in the seventies and eighties, corners. You just put the corner in that little quadrant, and then you, you kicked it. But now there's that whole thing about getting it right on the very edge, hang mm. as, if, as if those extra few inches are going to make a difference. Yeah, and it, and it's got a real element of like your little brother going, "But I'm not touching you. No, but I'm not touching you. I'm nearly there, but I'm not quite touching you." <laughs> it is. It is. It is proper. Like, and then the like. Yeah, the the the, the assistant referee is looking over and just checking that it is very slightly overhanging. You know, it reaches a point where you just go, just just let them just do anything. I mean, that really, if, just, if, as long as it's in the vague area of that side of the pitch, just let them take it. But yeah, yeah. The German- from the from the Germans' point of view, obviously, if the nineteen sixty six goal, if that's been suggested, that that probably wasn't over. You know, that wasn't a goal with modern technology. Yeah. So I wonder if they feel, you know, obviously we we they benefited in 2010 with a Lampard goal, but that's almost two against them. Mm. Yeah, no, I mean they have not had the rub of the green on these decisions. That's for sure. I mean, honestly, the the problem is with angles. There isn't actually a definitive straight on angle. If you go to one side slight, even if it's the merest smidgen of a millimeter. It's going to change the way the ball looks. It's a mm. it's a problem they've had in rugby when they're looking for touchdowns yeah. and, and things, and it's crossed over into VAR. VAR. And my my one concern, if if I can make a slightly serious point on here, is I thought that VAR was all about clear and obvious error, not waiting hours for a photograph that's just been photoshopped. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a good point, and also. Germans, uh, I mean, did you see Arsene Wenger basically said in his report for the of the first rounds that the teams that did badly were those that were concentrating on making a political statement. That whole thing mm. about the German teams, you did, you know, respect to them, they did that photo cover in the mouth. Mm. And then, do you see the Qatari TV? They they all celebrated Germany going out by covering their hands, oh, uh, yeah. covering their, their yeah. mouth. Their yeah. Hands. This so, is FIFA's Arsene Wenger these days, of course. Exactly, so, exactly. Yeah. This is an odd one because, you know, we're used to that whole, you know, that 
um, was a great um, Mitchell and Webb sketch. You know, the Germans are we the baddies. Hmm. But in this case, they very much aren't, are they? I mean, they, they they really are the good guys here. They've they've gone out and made a statement. And, um, you know, the Qatari TV are, are all right. They're, they're laughing and enjoying it. But these are the good guys. Uh, so I'm kind of intrigued to see who whoever ends up winning. I would love them to. I would like to see what sort of protest might happen for the team that wins. That it, just someone, uh, you know, shooting the bird in 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 Infantino's face. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I suppose exactly. If England, I mean, they didn't want to wear the armbands because, like, maybe they'll get a, Kane will get a yellow card or something like that. But once you've won it, anything goes. Yeah, I suppose that's true at the end of the game. That's you at the end of the custard game, pie, they... couldn't you? When he hands you the trophy, big custard pie, big yeah. foam on a little paper plate, right? Well, that would be the, yeah, if it, beyond even the armbands, if we win the World Cup, if there could be some sort of secretly somewhere on the pitch, they've just managed to get everyone in rainbow jumpsuits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also with rainbow custard pies. That would be yeah. fantastic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> A night we all feel like rainbow custard pies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, let's see. Well, who knows? Well, let, well, hopefully, hopefully we'll get that far and we'll find out. Well, at the end of that, it's time for a very quick message from our sponsors. We'll be back in a minute. Get all the latest World Cup headlines and bite-sized opinion on the World Cup Whistleblowers Daily Podcast. Join Mark Smith and a rotating lineup of contributors from the world of football and entertainment as they dissect all the big talking points in one small package. Whether it's bringing you reaction to the games, fallout from a bad managerial decision, or just the latest scandal to engulf the host nation, the World Cup Whistleblowers Daily Podcast will be covering it concisely every weekday of the tournament. Search for the Whistleblowers wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Never Off the Germans is brought to you by my diesel claim. Over a million people have put their trust in them. That's more than 10 sellout crowds at Wembley. If you owned or leased a diesel vehicle between 2009 and 2020, you could be entitled to significant compensation. It's free to sign up and you can check your vehicle's eligibility instantly. Join millions of other football fans and visit mydieselclaim.com today or click the link in this podcast show description. Now, you can be part of the podcast during the World Cup by getting in touch with us about anything interesting or entertaining you've seen via our Facebook page or Twitter account at Never Write Off. Thanks to the listener who sent this clip, uh, which I somehow missed, passed me by. It's of an Italian TV commentator reading out the names of the South Korean team. Questo allenatore. La Corea del Sud con Kim, 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 Jung, Wang, Naso, Lin e Wang. I love that so much. Uh, the the starting eleven is Kim, 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 Kim. <laughs> I, I remember in in 1994 there was I think it might again it might have been the South Korean team then that there were lots of people with Choi in their name and and whichever ITV commentator introduced by saying well you pays your money you takes your choice. <laughs> 
And then later on in the comment, whoever's actually commentating live, they said, yes, uh, as whoever it was said, there are quite a lot of them with the same name. So you'll find it, you'll find a lot of them sounding the same as well as looking the same. Oh, God. Different times. They were Different indeed. Times. <laughs> Different times. That is the, the era when it was obligatory. If you were commentating on a team with an African, uh, an African nation, you had to talk about the naivety of the Africans. Yes, yeah, yeah. Almost contractuals that Tony yeah. Gubber had to yeah, say. Yeah. Well, that's the thing that I can remember exactly which commentator it was said that in '94. But I feel I feel it's appropriate to not identify them. <laughs> uh, okay, the naivety of the Steve Hall. Not. Uh, <laughs> Let's crack on with our second trio of clips. Kerry, what is going on here? Well, so I guess give you a little bit of a clue. That that is a nation support. That's some uh, one of the team's supporters uh, who are at the World Cup, and they're celebrating something. Oh, uh, I I have no idea. Um, I really don't have a clue. I'm going to have to open this one up to yeah, someone it, else. It was Serbia anyone want to? Well, there's the genuine concern that if we pick a nation, we we end up sounding racist. <laughs> it, is, it is an African nation. Uh, and there was actually a name in there. They were celebrating. You could actually hear the name. Do you want to get play it again, Leon? Let's hear it one more time. Yeah, it's quite a strange pronunciation of the name of the uh, country that they're singing about. No, no, take it. It's tough. It's not Morocco, is it? It's Uruguay. They're singing. Oh, blimey. See, there Uruguay we are. Out. I jumped in, Steve, and that's what happened to me. I can't tell the difference when a South American and somebody who's... Uh, yeah, Uruguay Morocco. out. It's the... That is, uh, yes, the Ghana Clip fans celebrating the fact oh, so, that you know, right. they had lost... Ah, That's right. Uruguay, who, who they have a little bit of previous with. Oh, yes. Uh, it was a weird kind of revenge, wasn't it? They got their revenge, but not in the way they wanted. Exactly. Is that a, dic is that a dictionary definition, Pyrrhic victory? I think it is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yes. They did, they did get to watch um, Luis Suarez cry, though, didn't they? They yeah. got a kind of yeah. vicarious pleasure of seeing the architect of their downfall 12 years ago in yeah. tears. I mean, they went out, but they actually did play one. I suppose, you know, they didn't have much of a say in it, but they had they conceded one extra goal, mm. Uruguay would have gone through. So I suppose they can they can um, lay claim to that part in in Uruguay's downfall. They were a little, I mean, do we feel sorry for them at all? Because I've got to be honest, I did. I thought they had an absolute cast iron penalty. Mm. I, don't, I don't know if you saw the game, but there was uh, Darwin Nunez was brought down. And the referee didn't give it. And then he was told by the VAR to go and watch on the monitor. And we all know, watching the Premier League now, that if the as soon as the referee goes to the monitor, you're already celebrating or, or already uh, sad, you know, depending on what, what it is you're expecting. And he watched it and didn't give it. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just, I would like to feel sorry for Uruguay, but I don't. Until no. they've got rid of Suarez. So. No. Yeah, it's interesting. That even even Liverpool fans who love who loved him for the, for his time at Liverpool are that any of that sympathy is gone. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I yeah, remember no. completely sawn off by penalties. The one that was given against them in the Portugal game when the guy basically fell over and his hand hit the ball, had that not been given as a penalty and, and Fernandes scored it, then they would have gone through. That was the goal difference that it made. So they were double sawn off. But, you know, a whole World Cup lifetime of shit housing kind of came back to uh, yeah, yeah, to yeah. haunt them, didn't it, really? So it was a, a dish yeah. best served cold. Yeah. I have a, and, I have Montevideo assistant referee. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I, I love the fact that we did get a few minutes of old old school classic Uruguay losing it right at the end, and you thought, oh yeah, this this is going to get incredibly tasty, but. That's one of my earliest memories of uh, when the uh, 86 World Cup, where they have the player sent off against Scotland in the first minute Mm. and how long it took to calm that game down. (laughs) Mm. It was a tackle on Strachan, wasn't it? It And he just took him right out. Yeah. But then you see Cavani pushed over the monitor, smashed the the VAR monitor as he walked off. And I, I just wondered at the time whether they would have make him pay for it and sort of say, you know, well, you're going to have to, it'd be like the ace face, wouldn't he, in Quadrophenia? Will you take a check? It'd be like Sting standing there. He'd just <laughs> give him the money. He'd just reel off a load of 50s and just, just pay it. But um, by pushing the monitor over, really. Yeah, it's not quality. I mean, you don't see that kind of abuse anymore, do you? I mean, you really don't. <laughs> they, 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 they do. They do have a history of sore losing. It oh, is. yeah. <laughs> and they've it turned is. on FIFA. They've now said it's a conspiracy theory. There's a couple of quotes from Godin and from Suarez saying, FIFA always looked to ruin it for Uruguay. So things have to change, they've been saying. So it's now a conspiracy theory. Mm. So, uh, okay, Paul, well, time for your second clip. Have a listen to this. And it's, an, it's actually a, a, another clip from the BBC again. Um, but what are they talking about? Yeah, they made it very difficult. That was the game plan, to sit, to press, um, frustrate, be tight and compact, and that's exactly what they were. And it was always going to have to be a piece of brilliance mm. that broke the deadlock, and that's exactly what happened. Ooh. Uh, There's been so many games over the last week. <laughs> that have been like that. <laughs> you, yeah. Because there's lots of nil-nils. And, and so a team who sat deep and, and won a little bit of genius. Um, Is it? Is it an Argentina? Was it a game featuring Lionel Messi? It, it is. It is. Yeah. Was it, it is, the it, Was it the Poland game? It was the Poland game. Right. Very mm. good. Very good. Um, so Messi. So we we said is is Mbappe the best player in the world? But talking about Messi, obviously, maybe not quite uh, what he was. But I mean, would do you feel? Do you want to see him win the World Cup? Is this like? Do you, do you feel that this would be the culmination of a? Uh, an amazing career, something you actually want to see now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, it is. It would be a fantastic story. I don't know if you've, if anybody's watched the Messi documentary they got on the Beeb at the moment. I mean, it is, it is quite a story, uh, and especially his story around Argentina and the fact they've never taken to him. They always feel he's basically Spanish, and you know, whenever they used to kind of shout his name out at games, there'd be this kind of muted applause, and they'd shout Tevez's name, and the crowd would go mad. Despite his genius, he's seen as a European, and and yeah. it would be some story. I mean, he, he, Copa America was some way, but a World Cup is a World Cup. I'm not yeah. altogether sure they're completely good enough to win it, but it it, it would be a great story. Yeah. And don't you think? But he's a funny player, Messi, because up until the Copa America, he really hadn't done it for his country. Mm. And I think that's been the major part of the issue is that he does all these incredible things in club football. 
And then internationally, he just hasn't quite done it until, as I say, the Copa America. And yeah, maybe this is his time. I agree with you, Paul. I, I just don't think they've got enough in them as a mm. team. to. And he's not quite the messy of a few years ago. No. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I just don't think he can necessarily bail them out all the time. Well, interesting. My, my wife's Australian, and so we watched the uh, we watched the the Argentina Australia game with with a, an extra passion. Mm. And the fact that Australia ran them so close, then I don't think they'll win. It was, you know, Australia acquitted themselves very well. Yeah, could easily those couple of chances at the end. Yeah, yeah well, that, I mean, that they, block they... from from Martinez from that yeah. amazing run that was mm. that would have been a hell of a goal. But he's just, I mean, they've been showing him on TV. He's just wandering about a bit. He just sort of wanders about looking for a bit of space. Generally, it's like walking football a lot of the time. And then he, <laughs> so little bursts of energy is it the way he's playing. Um, but wow, do. it's effective. Yeah. He gets in great positions, doesn't he? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, what, what, what do you think would be the greater uh, kind of conclusion of his career? Winning the World Cup or going to Inter Milan to work with Phil Neville? Yeah. Win to Miami. I mean, oh, yeah. Into Miami. Yes. Yeah, that would be. Phil, I mean, it's, I, Phil, I Neville, Phil Neville, you think you watch him now and think, oh, he's just wandering around at walking pace. But I when mean, Phil, Phil Neville gets his hands on him. <laughs> well, Phil will be saying things like, I would have, well played today, Lionel, but I would have loved to have seen you just, just played that one. Just play that out to the left wing. You know, you carry the ball slightly too long. Imagine he'll be trying to re re kind of balance his game, you know. I, I think I can get older and I can make you into a player. I think it would be <laughs> quite interesting, wouldn't it? But stick with me, Lionel, and you're gonna go far. Yeah. Well so that that that, that was uh Shearer talking about Messi, yes, in the Argentina, <laughs> Australia. Um but you mentioned Poland. I mean Lewandowski obviously um his World Cup's done, but that 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 penalty at the end, I felt that they did you see that? The he took mm. a penalty at the last minute. It was one of the worst penalties you will ever see. And admittedly, the goalie was slight. Loris was slightly off his line, and yeah. I think it was Monday was virtually standing next to him. But it was it I feel if you take a penalty that shit, you shouldn't be allowed to retake it. Yeah. It, yeah, it was yeah. like a celebrity cricket match when the, <laughs> the star comes in, gets bold first ball. And trudges up. Oh no, no, no! It was a noble comeback. Come yeah. on, come on, come <laughs> back. Yeah. I, I didn't think I was going to see a worse penalty this World Cup, and and I've just watched the Japan Croatia yeah. shootout. We recorded yeah. this, and that that yeah. blew it out. Three of the contenders. Oh. Yeah, they were. That was proper old my beer moment, wasn't it? It was one of those. Oh, yeah. You know, you're not going to see a worse penalty at this World Cup. Hang on, lads. <laughs> they were terrible I felt, pens. I felt oh. sad for Taki Minamino. He. You used to play for Liverpool and your team as well, Steve. Yeah, uh, and and Maya Yoshida as well, ex Saints as well. So yeah. yeah, that was a it was a really weak pen. But that's Croatia, isn't it? They they they've done this before. So um, they been... look crap and carry on. Yeah. <laughs> Just win on penalties. Yeah, it may be, maybe we uh, shouldn't underestimate them. Um, okay, right. so uh, final clip of the show, Steve. Um, have a listen to this moment. And a little bit of hyperbole uh, coming. From Douala on the Gulf of Guinea to Marua at its northernmost tip. Points between and beyond. Rise and celebrate a moment. That is wow. Like a geography what? question, really, isn't it? <laughs> are, they re are they rejected lyrics for Toto's Africa? <laughs> <laughs> it's um, phenomenal, hyperbole. 
I presume is that Morocco. I'm trying to think of the African teams that are still. Is that Morocco getting through? It's not. It's all right. So I'll give you a clue. It's it's um, if anyone wants to jump in, it's it's a African team who are now no longer in the World Cup. It's Senegal. Senegal. It's not Senegal either. Oh. It's, it's a great moment though that uh, I guess will go down in in the history of African football, but uh, a, a bit of a dead rubber of a game. Oh, Cameroon. It is Cameroon. Oh. Yes. Oh, yes. Beating that Brazil. Last minute, uh, yeah. That last minute goal. Uh, and and then he got, and then yeah. got, got sent off. Mm. And the referee did that wonderful, just, mm. just kind of apologetic fist bump. I'm sorry. I know it's ridiculous, but I've got to send you off. Yeah. And Bubakai was great, wasn't it? That was fantastic. Just yeah, just he seemed so delighted to have been sent off at the end of the game. You never see someone so happy to be yeah. sent off. He, whenever I see someone really happy to be sent off, anything like that, I always think Malaysian betting syndicate there. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he had he had money on that because uh, yeah, it's in uh, it. Look, it is a ridiculous rule, that isn't it? But uh, yeah. mm. really, we want to see passion. And to have to get a yellow card for that. It, it I mean, I'd like—I would love to hear someone commentating on on England in with that degree of uh, of, of condescension. Yeah, from from the Isle of Wight, yeah, to the shores of Hearn Bay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've seen some real ridiculous, brilliant moments in this World Cup, and ridiculous ones too. Mm. Um, I think my still my most ridiculous moment is you know the the air header by Ronaldo. Um, claiming that goal, yeah. um, <laughs> that that just made me laugh because we we're just going. Well, he never got near it, and then that look, look at me, and we're saying, "We are, we are <laughs> looking at you." He's just going. He, he really is balling out with everyone now. Even the the Portuguese coach is now out of him today. Yeah, he might take the captaincy away. Won't won't guarantee he's captain. He, he, he really is kind of. It, it's like a he's burning every bridge possible at the moment. It seems. Yeah, where could he possibly go next? Uh, <laughs> he'll, be, he'll be falling out with Piers Morgan next. I mean, this uh, no, surely not. But um, it is, it is, it is strange. Um, yes, no, you're right though about that kind of. It is, it's, it's brilliantly condescending because you wouldn't do that of England. I'm getting <laughs> that excited about someone from uh, England scoring. Uh, it's been a strange World Cup, though, isn't it? Because like Brazil, you know, they lost that game. But no one won all their games. It's almost as if, um, mm. I don't know whether or not, obviously teams who won the first two games then made so many changes and take take their uh, foot off the, the gas a little bit. And then, um, you know, which kind of slightly d- diminishes uh, the competition a little bit. And then now they're talking, though, in the next World Cup of having three teams in groups. So if one team wins the first two games, the third game would be completely redundant anyway. They might be stepping back from that because of what's happened in this in this yeah. World okay. Cup. They're suddenly starting to talk again about rejigging it. And I think it'd be a mistake. I mean, 48 teams. I mean, how many games will there be a yeah, day? Yeah. I mean, there'll be yeah. like a six o'clock kickoff, a 10 o'clock kickoff. I mean, it's... Yeah. My, my, my limited memories of 1982... Where, where is that the one where it was where the system was abused? Is it the yeah, Osprey game? Yeah, 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 the, the nil-nil, yeah, nil, yeah, walking pace. Yeah. They won one nil. Yeah, they had to win. They won one nil. Yeah, uh, after the f- early first goal, they just took the piss. Yeah. Yeah. and again, on obviously England going out of that World Cup undefeated as well with the, with the two nil nils. Mm. Yeah, 
that, that it, the system has been proved not to work. Right, right exactly. It's a bad idea. Yeah. Yes. Because there you had, uh, well, that was uh, the, the, the West Germany was in the first round groups, the traditional four teams. But then you had, instead of the knockout round, you had the the groups of three. But it's the same thing. You always get that last game potentially, meaning depending on if one team wins the first two, then the next one being being meaningless. But there's yeah. nothing FIFA likes. But also, anyway, 32 is clearly the right number because 32, 16, 8, 4, 2, 1. Clearly yeah. that works. And don't but, you think there's a bit of a problem as well? You know, do they not think – I know they don't think of the fan, but do they not understand how hard it is to watch four games a day everything else goes by the wayside it has been for sure for me i've done nothing else and yeah i mean you do get fatigued on those four game days mm. by the fourth one you are fatigued yeah. sure i, I was it's, it's 48 teams that is that 48 that's almost a quarter of the countries in the world yeah that, that's not how many and teams play couldn't we just have one giant one and we no longer have seasons. If it meant Infantino got more votes and could stay in his job, he probably would have a 212 <laughs> team World <laughs> Cup. But I mean, 48 teams, it's. I mean, we are going to have like, it's going to be eight o'clock in the morning. Don't join us tomorrow morning, Gary says, for Montserrat versus the Maldives. It's going to be one of those. And <laughs> it's going to be, it's really going to test your patience, I think, at times. And still, Scotland don't qualify. Don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's. That's yeah. You keep upping the numbers until we're near the end. But predictions, predictions. Um, England, France, or the whole thing. Paul, what are you thinking at the moment? I don't. I don't I, mm. yeah, one winner. We've got really good players, and we're playing well, and we we can go toe to toe with France. Um, my gut feeling is we may just get maybe one of those heroic failures. I certainly hope not, and maybe it will go to pens. Or just a moment of magic towards the end, or as Steve was saying, you know, Harry Maguire in the ball taken off of him yeah. by many or something like that, and them scoring. I don't know, but you know, it could be one of those moments. But I think it'll be a good game, and I, I, I think it, it, if it is going to be failure, it will be glorious failure in the great English tradition. We don't do we how we like it. <laughs> uh, Kerry, for you, uh, or just that game at the World Cup in general, a winner. Oh, well, I th I do think England have got a very good chance against France because I think the pressure's more on them and they're probably more worried about us than we are worried about them because they are the favourites. We'll just get on and do what we've got to do. We've had the vitriol from the people back home about the game with the USA, about how terrible, how awful, how disgusting, how disgraceful, and then everyone forgot about it and we've moved on. We're past all that. England can't lose now, even if they lose, because I think they've already shown there's a plan. If we get beaten by France, it's no disgrace. But I don't think we will. I reckon we'll win by two. So, yes, if we win that, I said at the beginning, whoever beats France wins the World Cup. So, yeah, my predictions yeah. are known to go horribly yeah. wrong most <laughs> of the time. OK, that that is a brave call. Steve? Um, well, at the, at the start of the tournament, I said I thought France would win. But I'm now I'm detecting a tiny amount of optimism creeping into my soul, and I do, despite everything, I do have a vague feeling this we might be onto something this time. So I think I think it'll be, I think we might win three two is my guess, and I think we could then go on, and then 
but I'll find a way to not enjoy it. I'll we'll win that we'll win the World Cup, and I'll get furious that it gets co-opted by Rishi Sunak. <laughs> if we don't win, I think I'd like to go for Morocco. Okay, just think it'd be different. <laughs> it certainly would be different. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, you know what? They, there'll be a winner of the World Cup, and there'll be a winner of the show. We have to have a winner. That's the way it works. And. I, by my calculations, it's Paul Hawksby. Oh, wow. Uh, he, his Wikipedia erroneously claims that he raps on World in Motion, but uh, that isn't true. But what is true is he's the winner today, which is, I think, a, a better honour. So well done, Paul. Thank you, Ashley. Is there a cash prize or is it a, just a, a premium bonds or a record token? No, and the knowledge that you won despite the fact, Steve's, uh, Montevideo assistant referee. <laughs> 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 he's, 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 he's up there, I think, on jokes that I've heard on the show in the series. <laughs> but uh, even so, the, the victory is yours, Paul. Thanks very much to all my guests, Paul, Kerry, Steve. Um, enjoy, enjoy the, uh, the, the rest of the football this week. Enjoy England, France. Uh, join me next Monday when uh, I'll have three more great guests alongside me. I'm Ashley Blake, and just remember... You can never write off the Germans, but actually now you can. Goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.